So my team is looking shit without this free hit. Welcome back to Jersey FPL. My name is Dan. I'm one half of Jersey FPL and I'm joined again by Stephen, the other half of Jersey FPL. Stephen, how are you, pal? Well, I've got the Champions League on and I'm ready to talk FPL with you, so not too bad. How are you? It doesn't get any better than that, mate. Uh, yes, spot on, spot on. Uh, you know what it is? We were talking last week and I think we recorded on the Monday ahead of the Champions League fixtures and I just completely forgot about the Champions League fixtures and I didn't even realise the scores until the Thursday morning. Didn't even say one bit. There's been some mad scores, hasn't it? Chelsea got a turnover 3-0 deficit the night. Oh, that's going to be hard going as well with Benzema on fire and mm. nice little cheeky 1-0 for Man City. I think that could be a good game tomorrow night as well with between them and Atletico. Definitely, especially at their stadium, anything can happen. Yeah, do you know what it is? Like, I would say over the last few years, I haven't really been interested in the Champions League it's sort of been like a secondary competition I'm not even I've not even mm. kept up with it to be honest with you are you getting a little bit more interested now because the tune might be then three seasons time I <laughs> I and I've <laughs> stopped working on Tuesday night so it's an excuse to go for a few pints but oh, anyways I... we digress um obviously the games are coming thick and fast we're saying every week but this is probably the largest double of the season so far coming up and there's some other tasty size and doubles coming up in the future as well. Um, but as always, we'll start with how we done the last game week, which was 32. So, Stephen, how did you get on? Well, I'm very disappointed with how I done in game week 32. I was really saved by my captaincy choice this week, which was Son with a 42-pointer. Wow. However, I had seven players who picked up a one-pointer. Sorry, six players who picked up a one-pointer, which is... Wow. Pretty bleak. Um, so, yes, yeah, Son digged me out the shit. Um, my transfer for the week was Ben White, who got a one-pointer. So, awesome. not good, not great on the transfer front. Um, game week rank of 1.5 mil, and I've moved from 231k to 224k. So, a little bit progress, but still very disappointed with how this one went. How did you fare? How was your, what was your final point there then, Stephen? Uh, in total, I got 65 points. Uh, that's not bad going. Well, I had a game week rank of 3.2 million because I only came out with 54 points this week. Um, Captain Kane this week, which looked good, but of course, again, four goals for Spurs and none for Kane. But I can't be too uh, grieved. You did get three assists, so he was a captain's return at 20 points. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of one-pointers as well there. Doherty and Saka. Doherty being my punt this week. He was my only transfer. And it was him for Dinier. So he actually got us a one-point swing because Dinier obviously came out with a zero-pointer. Uh, yeah, Cancelo and Rudiger. Alexander-Arnold also returning. And a little assist for Salah. So, yeah, not great. Um, I've dropped from 108k overall rank to 126. So I'm still nowhere near where I was five, six game weeks ago, but of course, as we'll get into, the chips are coming and it's time to get using them, isn't it? It is, yes. Um, obviously, game week 33 is on the horizon and we benchmarked the free hit for this game week. 
Um, obviously, a long we, time ago, may I add, we benchmarked this a long time ago. We did, and we we know it's always team dependent whether you want to use it or not. But it's back to the age-old question: Is it a free hit this week, or is it a free shit? Mm-hmm. And we'll only ever find out this on Wednesday or Thursday or whenever it is. But yes, I mean, is there any other chips that would appeal this week? I mean. If, it was, if we're looking at this anyways, how many doublers would you be wanting to have without having to pull the free hit? Because I can tell you that I don't have many, I don't think, at the moment. And it's just going to be a very, very tough one if you don't play the free hit. Even if you've got four or five doublers, I would still be pulling that free hit. I don't know how you would feel about that. Yeah, I think a fair amount of doublers to have this one would be about six because um, there is a lot of sexy singlers, as we call it. Um, so I think you would want at least uh, six doublers. But, yeah, I mean, for the other chips that you can use this game week, uh, wild cards, probably not the best one, because anyone that you bring in, you're not going to hold on to them long-term if, if you're going for one of the teams that have got a double. Um, triple captaincy, there's not really a standout captaincy option. Long gone, the... everyone's triple captaincy. Surely everyone went Salah a few game weeks ago. Even then... There's no one standing out. Probably this week you'd be end up going with a single game week as your captaincy option. And then bench boost. Your bench could end up being just players that are on a single, in all honesty. Yeah, and I suppose if you've really if you've used both your free hits and you've built the a bench boost and you're still sitting there with maybe a Trent, a Salah and a Kane on a bench boost and the rest of your other players are doubling, that's still worth a bench boost in my opinion. Obviously, depend on the individual players you've got and which doublers you've got, i.e. if you're sitting there and you've got Robert Sanchez and Trossard and then they've got uh, Chelsea and City, I think it is, uh, this game week, uh, it's not looking good, is it? No, yeah. Tot- Tottenham and City, sorry. I think uh, the three that you named there, I don't think many will be sitting with them on the bench. But if they are, they're probably just doing it to make the, the bench boost look a little bit better anyways. Yeah. And there will probably be some noise around the wild card, uh, which we've mentioned a little bit. But yeah, as you mentioned, if you're looking to try and get the doublers in this week, that wild card isn't going to last you very long because the teams that double in 36 and 37, or most of them anyways, who have the good fixtures, either don't have a double this week or don't have a very good double this week. So, yeah, mm. it is definitely looking like the week to free hit, mate. Well, it will be in our cases, I'd imagine. Definitely. And if you are to pull the wild card, you probably want to plan more towards 36 and 37 than 33. Yeah, I think that's the whole chat, isn't it, about do we just then pull the wild card in 34 and 35? Uh, I've mm. had a little talk with you privately and I've mentioned how my team without a wild card looks very, very good for 36. So I'm it even is. debating the wild card in 37 for the sake of two game weeks. But, Which is crazy. Yeah, but as as we know, I mean, my one-week punt this week and he'll obviously be in my squad at the other side of the free hit was Doggedy. He's looking like he might have a little bit of an injury. So mm-hmm. it's all dependent, isn't it? We just don't know where it's going to go. And, but that's all part of the fun. That's it. We'll see how we get on, see what our team looks like in game week 34 and then move from there. Exactly, mate, because there's a few games to go until then. But it's game week 33 up next. Um, Obviously a huge double. That's what everyone's going to be talking about, which of these teams are going to have the great fixtures and whatnot who are doubling. But as is always the question when we talk about these double game weeks, are we about to be duped by these double as because of the good amount or the good quality of teams that have just got single game weeks i mean i've had a little bit of research here and of the top 20 point scorers in fpl this season only bukayo saka has a doubler 
So that's 19 players out of the top 20 point scorers who just have singles. It's a brilliant start. Thank you very much, mate. It took me a good 30 <laughs> seconds to find it. But uh, it just shows that those who are going to score points will do so whether they've got a single or a double. So is it worth getting out of Cancelo so you can get in a Dan Burn? Like, is that really going to be a great option going into it? And the question is going to be, are we about to be duped again? We're always duped. Let's look at the last time there was a big double game week. I thought I think I brought in Ward-Prowse and Chi Adams. Two four-pointers there, whereas I'm sure Trent... Chancello all on singles did very well that game week. Well, you've all, you've just got to look in the even more recent history, mate, and everyone getting on Veghorst. <laughs> Didn't mention that, please. I've got him and Tarkovsky <laughs> still in my team, so <laughs> let's just avoid stuff. speaking about that. I, to be fair, we talk about Burnley all the time, but I, I really don't want to speak about in this game week. Really you know it me. is, mate. We don't have to this week because game Thank week you. 33 is not tailored to them this week. Um, but yes... There's going to be some good teams to target this week, though, and I think this is why the F, the free hit, I keep saying the F H because that's just how you type it. <laughs> that's how the free hit seems a bit more appealing this week because the teams that have good doubles are not necessarily teams that you'd want to target in any ways, or even have good teams, good games in the running. Mm. Um, but we'll definitely get onto those. Yeah. Um, What's amazing is the first team we're going to talk about is actually Newcastle for the first time this season. You know what it is? I would probably talk about Newcastle a little bit when they have the double double, but this time now it's in, now it's crunch time. It is really time to talk about our boys. Um, mm. Their fixtures coming up though. Obviously, this week is a very nice double of two home games, which is Leicester and Crystal Palace, um, which is followed by a nice game week 34 fixture at Norwich, which is unfortunately also followed by Liverpool, City, Arsenal, and then Burnley on the last game of the season. So. Newcastle assets, though, Stephen, talk to us in terms of if you are getting these in, and it really is a one for the double as, and if you want to stretch it to Norwich as well, it's a two-week punt. So is that worth a transfer in, knowing that you're just going to want to get these boys in and get them straight back out? If your team is looking good and you don't have many fires to put out, I think you want to bring in a Newcastle player this week, whether it is a defender or an attacker. I'd be open to both options. But, yeah, I think for a two-week punt, if your team's looking all right as it is, I would look to bring one of them in. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little bit similar to other teams where we just sort of skate around the midfield options because yeah. there's not really much in there for us at the moment, is there? There's not. Fraser did look an option a few game weeks ago, but mm-hmm. it looks like he might have a little bit of a knock and he's sort of been in and out of the team. Obviously, St. Maximum's listed as a forward rather than a midfielder. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's a different he's a different option to look at. But I think out of the attackers, Chris Wood now scored in the last game week. We know he's on pens, which I do think would be the case before he took it. So hopefully, he's got a bit of confidence leading into these two lovely home fixtures. Yeah, and obviously he got his first goal at St. James's Park on Friday mm. night in a 1-0 win, which is a great result as well, by the way. Um, and of course, the next two fixtures are at home. Um, another great point of Chris Wood, um, he's, big, he's good in the air. Yes, he hasn't scored any, any goals really with his head in recent memory, but he is good in the air. And he's playing the Leicester City team who have conceded the most set-pieces goals probably in Premier League history as far as I can remember because they've been absolutely shocking. Mm, um, definitely. 
So I think attacking-wise, it is Chris Wood. Uh, there's, I don't think there's any danger of when Callum Wilson's coming back. There's been no word on Newcastle Twitter anyways of him making any imminent return. So he is a sure starter and he'll probably play the 90 minutes as well. Um, but defensive options people are going to be up in the air about. There is... Well, go on, Stephen. I'll let you go on with this one. But there is certain defenders that seem more appealing than other defenders. Yeah, I see a lot of people have got Shaw in the team. Maybe that's based on his price and the fact he can score a goal here and there. But out of the defensive options, the more attractive one this game week has to be Matt Target. We know he's on quite a lot of set pieces and he does stand round the free kicks as well. So it wouldn't be surprised to see him whip one in or even lay off potentially a Shelby or hopefully Trippier if we get him back in time as well. Yeah, I think a lot of the shot is uh, like, but if you think about the three defenders that are probably an option, and bear in mind the highest owned defender is Mankiw, which isn't an option, <laughs> by the way, guys. But if the three defenders are an option. You've got Target, Burn, and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Shaw potentially on free kicks, Target potentially on corners, and then you've got Burn, who's like six foot eight or something like that. So they've, they've all got their own appeal. Um, I think which one you go for, a lot of people may just end up going with the cheaper option so that they can fit a yeah. couple of the good players in who have singlers. I don't know where people are going to go with their teams. They might just go for one premium this week. But, yeah, I think Target's probably getting overlooked a little bit just because he hasn't had the attack and returns for Newcastle. Um, but he is a sure starter. He is. He's even standing over a few of the free kicks as well, I've noticed. Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't put people off to Bravka either. He's, he's always makes a few saves a game, so I think you're almost guaranteed at least a save point in each of those games. But clean sheet-wise, how do you feel about that? Because if someone told you um, in a fortnight's time or even in a week's time, oh, Newcastle won 2-1 in both of these fixtures, no, nothing would surprise you hearing that Newcastle had conceded in both these fixtures. So why is the Newcastle defence such an appeal to people at the moment? Because we're lured in by the double game week, as always. Yeah, so like you say, we could end up with no clean sheet in both these games, still end up winning them as well. Um, that would be no surprise. But on the flip side of it, we could end up with a 1-0 victory in both of them. So nothing surprises us with Newcastle. Anything can happen with their games. And yeah, I'd be really happy with just one clean sheet out of these two games. Yeah. Yeah, and I think recency bias is definitely going to take over some FPL managers thinking about Shaw scoring the free kick two weeks ago. Mm. Newcastle are keeping a clean sheet of Wolves at home this week as well, so everyone will be jumping on it. And to be fair, I mean, we both haven't made our free hit drafts yet. We don't know who's going to be in each other's teams. But I think there will be one Newcastle defender or goalkeeper in my team going forward. So, yeah, why, why not go for someone from Newcastle? But would you bring them in as your one transfer this week if that's where you are at? As I said, it's one of them where if you've got no other fires to put out or if you're sitting with a, a Doherty and you want to get someone in on a double, I think Matt Target would be a very good option for him. And they're yeah. around a similar price point, aren't they? Maybe Doherty's a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, no, you're spot on there, you're spot on there. Right, we'll move on a little bit. Um, who's another team that has a very nice double coming up? Yes, Leicester. They've got a very nice double. They play Newcastle away and Everton away. So, yeah, I think that's a very good double game week for them. They're coming into a little bit of form now as well. And then after that point, they've got Villa at home, Tottenham away, 
Everton and Norwich at home in a double game week, followed by another double game week with Chelsea and Watford away, and they end the season against Southampton at home. So, tasty fixtures coming up. We've mentioned them quite a bit in the recent podcasts and who we'd go for, and it's really the same people that we're talking about. Barnes was obviously benched on the weekend, so I'd imagine he's going to come back into the team at some point. But if you want to go for the, the nailed players, it has to be Madison right now. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we we bigged up a little bit. We were talking about who do we get in Madison Barnes at Nacho, and Madison's the only player who started that game. Uh, of course, Daka played up top. Potentially, I w- how serious are Leicester taking this Euro- European Conference League? Because I, I remember there was a comment from Rogers where he was like, I've never even heard of it. And now he seems to be resting players potentially for it. So, again, it's it's going to be hard for the rotation. Um, as you say, Madison's looking pretty good. Talk to me about Dewsbury Hall, though, because he's getting a little bit of love at the moment from the community on Twitter anyways. I'm not sure if he's priced, but I imagine he's quite a bit less than Madison and Barnes. Is he an option at all in there? He looks like he's playing a deeper role, but he is getting the odd return here and there. So he is an option if you're strapped for cash, for sure, or if you want to move to a premium player and you need two two transfers to do so, then yes, I think he is a decent option. But you look at that Leicester midfield and a lot of them play the similar role, don't they? Like, you think Dewsbury Hall, Madison, um, Tielemans, they're all centre-mids who like to get forward, but they all play a similar role. So he's fitting them all in there at the moment, but if Ndidi was to come back, where would they all fit in? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just having a little look there. Dewsbury Hall is actually only 4.4 million. Tasty. So I think maybe he's on a wild card. He's a good option or a very good option. But again, he's going to give you a benching headache because you probably want to go and you're going to want to play him. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough one with them. I think Madison is definitely on a wild card. There's potentially that Dakar played because of the European con- uh, the European game on Thursday night. There may have been a bit of rotation ready for that. So yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Lookman, he got a look in, pardon the pun. But yeah, it's going to be a tough one guessing those up top. But I think it's Madison's a safe option at the moment. So if you haven't got him, I think he would be a good transfer in this week. Defensive-wise? Yeah, yeah, you go, mate, because I've got nothing to say. <laughs> it's the same again with defensive options, isn't it? Um, they don't look close to keeping a clean sheet still. Um, obviously, a lot of their players were rested on the, the weekend because they've came back from long-term injuries. I do like Fafana. And I do think yeah. if he's in the back four or back five, if the player won, I think he shows it up quite a bit. And at the moment, he's 4.3 million. So I wouldn't put off someone bringing him in, whether that be on a free hit or a wild card, because at the very worst, he is good bench fodder. Um, but otherwise, Justin was a good option last season. I think I had him in most of 2020-2021. But... I can't. I don't know if he's gonna get a run of games still. Uh, Pereira is always sniffing around, and he's always injured and back in the team. So I think it's a wait and see with them too. Yeah, they've definitely had much luck in the fullback area because Castagna is made a crisp, so he's always out. Uh, Pereira has been. Justin's obviously came back from a long-term injury. No one's ever gonna buy Luke Thomas. So yeah, it's it's a hard one at the fullback area because you're potentially be looking at your attacking returns there. 
in centre-half-wise, they're not looking great. I mean, we've mentioned before how bad So yunchu has been this season. Uh, Evans is coming back. Uh, we didn't That's play a against Palace. So, if you're looking at a centre-half pairing potentially of Evans and Fofana, they're looking a lot stronger. Definitely. But, of course, neither of those players, I don't think neither of them have got a full 90 under their belt yet. So, to take a risk on them ahead of a very important double game week, I think, would be a step too far for me. And, I think if you go, if you are desperate to go lesser defensively and you trust them, but you need like, you need to show up those, you've got to get two lots in ninety minutes. I think Schmeichel's the easy option. It, it's a bit of a, a bit of a cap out me just saying go for the keeper because you can get the full minutes because that's obvious. But um, yeah, I mean if you if if you're looking for a sure start and less defensive, I think it, well to be honest, it looks like Schmeichel's the only one that's going to give you that. Yeah, and he saved a pen on the weekend, so. Yeah, he's probably the best option minutes-wise. Precisely, precisely. Um, and the final team, I mean, don't get me wrong, there is a few teams that have OK doubles. A lot of them have one great fixture and one not-so-great fixture. Um, That's the story of this season, isn't it? It is, mate. It is, mate. And if we want to round that up in one team's double game week, this is it. Because mm. Man United have a double of Norwich at home and Liverpool away, which is probably the two farthest end of the spectrum as you could probably get. Um, their players have flattered to deceive this season. It's been pretty clear by well performances, media talk, everything that they're just not in the right place. Um, so, they're but, close to a new manager appointment, though. I see in a day. Is that as of is that imminent? Eric Ten Hag, close to agreeing a deal. I think I think I've heard that name being milled around quite a lot, but at the end of the day, it's probably not going to be confirmed before the double game week, anyways. So, no. talking about the here and now, um, Norwich at home, Liverpool away. Obviously, as I say, two end, two opposite ends of the spectrum, and they're followed by Arsenal, Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, and Crystal Palace for the running. I mean, they're obviously not in good form at the moment, but any double that contains Norwich is a good one. Usually, but you see what they've done to Burnley on the weekend, so I can see that being a more difficult game than it needs to be. Exactly. exactly. You know, is he not even wrong there? Like, and it's who do you choose from there as well? I mean, you wouldn't be looking to hold their assets for the running. So I think we can pretty much tell you now that if you're looking for a one-week punt or anything like that, or you are just making a transfer rather than playing a chip, that Man United isn't the direction to go in. But on a free hit, you may want one, possibly two of their assets in. Yeah, I think the defense, one. Though. Yeah, attack or defence, I don't even know where to go for attack. Who are we going to go for on the attack? Because the wingers are switching round, Ronaldo's in and out, Bruno's off form. You're not going to go for Mick Fred, are you? So... Sancho is probably the one that's in most form of them all. But Ronaldo, uh, back from missing a couple of games in the on the weekend, I think he's the one I'll be looking at for a free hit. I still think he could easily score... A goal against Norwich and even pick up maybe a pen or something against Liverpool. So I think he's the best of a bad bunch, but I, I think I'm only going to go with one for this for this double game week. Yeah, and as we've, as we've talked about quite often about players that are in Sancho's price point, it's hard to then get either your second premium in or just work away, work your way around that because the price is like just so badly in the middle that it's hard to get around, which is it good is. pricing by FPL, but obviously it makes a headache, especially on a free hit. You don't want the headache, really, do you? Um, Defensive-wise, what we're thinking? <laughs> Nothing, because they can't keep a clean sheet for Toffee. They haven't kept a clean sheet in the last four games, and 
the clean sheet that they had before that was a nil-nil result against Watford. So it is a worry having a Man U asset in there at the moment, but I think you've got to take a punt on one of them just because they're playing Norwich at home, like you said. So who are you looking at from them at the moment, Dan? To be honest with you, I've not even had a little look. I mean, I won't be going with Ronaldo because I just... Although it probably seems like a sensible option, like that money up there. I'm not, I'm not, to be honest with you, I might be talking shit and this time next week I might be telling you about my team and saying that I captain Ronaldo, to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, it's looking it's looking hard. I don't know. Bruno's an option, but again, he's a lot of money. Defensive-wise, you don't want to go anywhere. Dave saves us in goal if you fancy the clean sheet potentially against Norwich and a load of save points from Liverpool. But I mean, I've just recommended three goalkeepers there, so <laughs> I, can only, I can only have one in my free hit, so... You're on a mission tonight with goalkeepers, aren't you? You're going to have some people send you pictures with 15 goalkeepers in the team by the end of this. Well, I hope they do, mate, because I want to know how they've hacked the system. <laughs> um, but yeah, defensive-wise, the fullbacks are ever-changing. Centre-half partnerships looks like Maguire and another. I think Varane might be out injured again, is that right? Aye, he missed on the weekend. Lindelof was back in. Yeah, so it, it's going to be hard to look at. It, I mean, I think Shaw's out, so Tellers is potentially an option, but... Just doesn't fill you with much excitement when you see that in your team, and you know that Salah's going to be running against Tellers in the second game. So it, it, that's that's just a recipe for disaster, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I think I fall into the trap on a free hit of getting the most expensive player in because a lot of the time when you're using your free hit, your bench is really cheap options, so you seem to have a lot more cash to spare, and that's why I think I'll probably end up with Ronaldo again, even though he might not be the right option. Yeah, but again, he might he might be the right option. I mean, at the end of the day, he is well, probably not currently at the moment, but in just seasons gone by, he's been in the top two players in the world. So he is capable of scoring against Liverpool and more than capable of scoring against Norwich. And you wouldn't put it past him either to turn up for the big game against Liverpool and then just nick a couple against Norwich because it is Norwich. Um, That's if he's not smashing people's phones. Let's That's it, remind people. Hey, did you see that as well? He came out and apologised and he invited the lad to, to Old Trafford. Old Trafford. <laughs> an Everton supporter. Who wants to do that? That's just bizarre, That's an, isn't it? It's an extra punishment for the lad. <laughs> and he said it's a sign of fair play and sportsmanship. He's talking <laughs> a load of waffle there. Someone needs to get off get off his Insta and Twitter accounts for sure. Oh, no, definitely needs to have their <laughs> passwords back. Um, so there's a couple of teams or three teams that have got some nice doublers, but we cannot forget these singlers. We can't. We, we do always have a little time to talk about the sexy singlers during the week and when we talk <laughs> about the double game weeks. And it's usually we say, oh, well, West Ham have got a good fixture or, you know, Arsenal have a nice single fixture. But in this case, it's literally City, Spurs and Liverpool all have single fixtures. Spurs, obviously, you wouldn't usually put in that category, but they're goal-scoring machines at the moment, so you cannot forget them. And Spurs and City are both at Brighton. Poor our fucking Brighton as well, by the way. And yeah. Liverpool at Liverpool home to Man United, which they absolutely trounced last time out. They're all in rich goal scoring form, but they're all singlers. So on a free hit, I just put you on the spot. Yeah, on a free hit, how many lads do you think from these three teams do you think is an okay amount to have, or you'd recommend amount to have? I think I could end up with about four or five. From the singles, it It is, yeah. But the 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 most informed teams in the league, and I think those that aren't on a free hit have that as the saving grace this week. That a lot of the highly owned players, which are players from these three teams, 
will be already be in their team, so they're safe in the sense that they'd get them playing anyways. Whereas if they all had difficult fixtures, going without a free hit this week would be really, really difficult. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we'll talk about how our teams would look at the moment if we weren't to play the free hit. But mm-hmm. I mean, we'll have at least four from these three teams, probably five, if not more. So it's, I mean, asking the question, like you've got City um, at home to Brighton. Is there anything stopping Cancelo from getting more points than Fabian Shaw this week? Absolutely not. There's not unless he's benched. That's the only thing that's standing in his way. But yeah, Cancelo will probably be in my team based on how he's playing at the moment. Yeah, in Spurs, is there anything stopping Son from getting more points than Bruno this week? Definitely not. Um, He's only three behind Salah in the goal-scoring charts now, so he's slowly creeping up there. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So even people who aren't on a free hit and are looking at the teams and they're like, oh, well, actually, got, I've got four doubles, but I'm still sitting there with Salah, Son, K- well, Salah, Kane, um, Trent. Region, Trent and Cancelo. Well, actually, they're, they're spotted fixtures. I don't need to play me free hit. And I'm sure mm. that's what a lot of people are probably processing in their minds at the moment. And to be fair... I mean, my team's not looking great, but if I was in a position like that and I had four doublers and those players from those teams, I wouldn't be rushing and rushing to get this free hit played if I thought there was a week leading up uh, further in the game, weeks as in 36 or 37, basically, that I could use it more effectively. That's it. I don't think people will be worrying without a free hit just because of the game weeks them single teams have, to be honest with you. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, if I didn't have a free hit right now, I wouldn't be too bothered at all either. No, nah, fair enough, fair enough. I think we're in the same boat, but at least now that we've got a free hit each, we can really, really attack what's going on, and um, I'm sure we will do just that. I mean, when would be the other time you would use it if you didn't use it this game week, just out of curiosity? I think if I, I've got all three, so I've 37. got the free hit, the bench boost, and the wild card. I think, to be honest, mate, what I would do is wild card in 35... Free hit and thirty wild card and thirty five to set myself up for thirty seven. Um wild card and thirty five to set myself up for a bench boost in thirty seven and then a free hit in thirty six. Would you? Interesting. I'd yeah. probably do it the other way. I think I would wild card thirty four, thirty five, bench boost thirty six and then free hit thirty seven. Yeah. Probably, I mean it's probably six well, options when it comes round to it. Yeah. It? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyways, I know we are both free-hitting mates, so I'm just curious, how would your team look? I mean, we've had a little bit of chat there saying, actually, if we've got these players in, how would we look? But to be honest, I'm looking at my team right now, and yeah, I think free-hit's definitely still a good option for me. Yeah, I don't need to really say much about my team. I've got two Burnley boys in there, Tarkovsky and Weghorst, so my team is looking shit without this (laughs) (laughs) free-hit. Got any blankers in your team at the moment? Just Watkins. Right, right, so there's a there's a striker position of a considerable amount of money that you definitely want to get changed over, anyways. Yeah, so yeah, free hit definitely is for me the best option. Um, I can't see myself doing anything else this game week, and I'll just be glad to see the back of them Burnley boys. Yeah, definitely. I well, I fucking bet you. Are, I um, mine looks a little bit not as worse as that. I mean, I got white. Saka, Madison and Breuer would be my doublers, um, but my singlers, Cancelo, Salah, Bowen at Burnley, Kane at Brighton, um, and I've got Foster in goal against Brentford if I needed it, because Saw's obviously got a blank, so it wouldn't. if I had this game week and I didn't have a free hit, I wouldn't be scared, but yeah, them, I think them with the good. free hit, 
Yeah, but with the free here, I can really capitalise on those players that don't have the nicest single. For example, Rudiger. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously Doherty looking like he's injured as well, so I would have to replace him with Richarlison, which doesn't fill us with a great amount of excitement, although he did do great for me two weeks ago. Yeah, I think the exciting thing about this game week is there will be a lot of people taking hits to get doublers in, so at least we'll move up in rank for the first hour of the FPL when it um, when it obviously sets everyone's teams up. But what I'd also say that though, Stephen, is people who are still engaged now in making the transfers, I think a lot of them must have saved a free hit for around this part of the season. You would hope so. You would hope they'd have two free... Uh, I thought you were saying free, uh, free transfers, free hits. Yeah, you would hope that as well. Yeah, yeah. but we also hope that the don't that we do rise up the ranks a little bit. Um, shall we move on to our final segment, uh, which is the what to do with segment. Now, again, I'm going to repeat the same spiel that I give you every week. But on the day of recording, I will put a tweet out on our Twitter account, which is at Geordie's FPL, just asking the community for which players are on the watch list or which players are currently in their squad and they just do know, don't do know what to do with them. Um, put the tweet out a little bit earlier this week, Stephen, so we have had some responses, some of the same faces in there and some different faces in there as well, Stephen. So, shall we just get right into it? Yeah, so first reply that we had was from Stevie Carson at underscore Carson 18 and he's said Weghorst obviously I've said a lot about him during this podcast so I'll let you answer that one well it's a get rid isn't it I mean he tricked me with his first double eye he's tricked you with the second double eye and he's done absolutely jack shit for both of us <laughs> so yeah it's got to get obviously bad fixture this week at West Ham um yeah We've got West Ham and Southampton, but it's still it's still horrible, isn't it? I mean, if you want to do and you were desperate to keep a hold of him because you think he might do well in those fixtures, he does have Wolves, Watford and Villa after that. Um, so it's not the worst fixtures, but you've, you've got to move elsewhere now, just out of sheer principle that you just don't have that bloke hanging around in your team anymore. And we know that uh, Carson has Wood already in his team. Probably would have suggested him if not. So who would he move Weghorst to this game week? You know, I thought you were going to ask us that, and you put us right on the spot. <laughs> um, but yeah, players around that price point, you're probably not expecting a great deal from. If you're in a position where you can downgrade him to maybe a Breuer or something like that, then you probably could go for it. But it's a hard one because at that price, you just want to say just crack on and just leave it. But I don't know, mate. There's, I mean, there's nothing that jumps out. Pookie's at five point nine. You know, he's on the fix. On the, he's always on the goals if Tony they score. Tony potentially, but their fixtures are awful. They are. I mean, that means. I mean, I know that means absolutely nothing because they've just beat Chelsea and West Ham back to back. But what for this week looks great. But that's followed by Tottenham and Man U. So, yeah, I mean, you probably are going to keep him in just because he's got a double game week, and I probably I might not even put you off that to be honest with you, but. If you're looking to move away, or if you've got some money spared, there's some nice players who have got some double as who are maybe a million or so or more. So just get into them if you can. What Saint Maximin? Yeah, another option. I mean, Weghorst does scream a two or three point of this game week. So anything more than that, and you'll be happy. So Saint Maximin's definitely an option as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, a new person has asked us a question, Stephen, and that is at Leafed Twelve. And he's asking what to do with Doherty, and he also asks if it's time to ship out Salah. 
Now, we're both Doherty owners, and I think this probably doesn't apply to us just as much as it may lee because we are both playing the free hit this week. But you will know probably better than me, what did the injury actually look like? I didn't actually see his injury. Um, I think he oh, got. Okay. I think it was a bad tackle, and um, he got took off straight away. And as far as I'm aware, he might be out for three months. But I don't know what the injury is. Is it knee or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can gather by Lee's profile that he might not be in the FPL community. Lee. So if you don't know about at Ben Dinnery on Twitter, he is a fellow Geordie, but he's always up to date with the injury news. And I know that a lot of Fantasy managers do tune in to him for news on that. But if you have got the extra few pence lying around, is it easy just to make that switch straight to Region, or would you risk an Emerson Royale? But then the question is, then do you just downgrade a Newcastle defender? Because that's it. That's what I've already mentioned. Having at the begin, Matty Target is probably the best option, and he would be within your budget for Doherty. Region's one of them where I've had him in a lot of this season and he's been in and out the team, so I wouldn't want to go there again. But with injuries to Sessegnon and now Doherty, he's got to be a sure starter now, doesn't he? Sessegnon's meant to be coming back. Oh, well, I definitely wouldn't risk that one then, Lee. Um, yeah, if you can downgrade and then you've got some money to move around elsewhere, if you can get a Newcastle defender in or if you're daft and you want to risk a lesser defender, then I wouldn't put you off that either. Um, but Doherty is that price point, isn't he? Because it feels like he should be more than what he is. But if you've managed to get him in for about 4.7, you are quite limited. So, well, target's 4.7. So I think that would be my my go-to if I was in your position. And on to the FPL goat. Maybe not so much at the moment. But historically, Mohamed Salah. He hasn't scored an open player goal since February. What would you be doing with him, Dan? I think you've got a take that with a bit of a pinch of salt because I mean looking at his stats I've seen a little graph today and it was about his performance before AFCON and his performances after AFCON it was like per 90 and it was all his stats and he's literally doing exactly the same statistics in terms of expected XG. goals yeah. expected assists um, expected points and everything everything is exactly the same except for he's not getting the goal so it's exactly. not as if he's came back from the AFCON and he's performed badly he's just not getting those goals and I think Everybody knows, me and you both know, everybody in the community knows that he is the GOAT of FPL and those points and those goals will come. So if you're in a position to keep a hold of Salah and you've not already thought about where you want to spend the money, then I'd be keeping a hold of him for now. Yeah, that sounds sounds totally good. Totally agree with that. On to our next reply, which is from at FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz, which is Quinton. Good day. <laughs> um, he said Ronaldo and Sancho come on then what do we do with these well we've sort of bigged them up a little bit I mean I remember replying to Quentin when I heard a little bit of news that Ronaldo might have had Covid and that would, I don't think that was confirmed but he did miss the right amount of games for that so I don't think the question is of them getting started Ronaldo and Sancho it's just what are they going to do it is going to be extremely hard to come off Ronaldo or Sancho when they've got Norwich in the next game. Now, I don't know Quentin's chip plan, but I think if you are on a chip, if you're on a free hit, then keep one of them. If you're looking to move off of them and make those transfers, I'd possibly keep a hold of them for now or mm. get rid of one of them in preparation for getting for the final few fixtures. 
Yeah. Um, which one? I don't know. If you're looking for the money, of course, get rid of Ronaldo. If you're okay for money, keep a hold of them. But I think I would keep a hold of at least one of them this week. I wouldn't be moving off both of them. Um, yeah. I think I would keep I, both I, of them just based on the fact they've got Norwich at home. If you've already got them, keep them. If you haven't got them and you don't have any Man U players, maybe move to one of them, but definitely don't double up on them. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on there. Like, but yeah, keep a hold of them. Keep a hold of them. Little update: Chelsea's one nil up, only 15 minutes in. Mason Mount. Ooh. I'm sure he's going to be on the horizon for a lot of people after this game week. Well, you think he would have been on it last time when he played Norwich, and then he's just got another big hole this week, and still nobody owns him. He's a funny one. Seems Mason explosive Mount. now, doesn't he? Compared to no what one, he was last season. Yeah, and you don't see him in many teams. I mean, I'm sure that I'll. Get rubbish that when I look at his total percentage owned by, but you just don't see Yeah, I mean, 14.4% owned, he's only 7.5 million. It's not it's, bad, Gan, is it? It's, he's not, and it's a lot of double figure holes for him this season compared to the adversary six point, as you were saying last season and the season before. So, yeah, yeah I mean, he got a 24 points in game week nine, that was the Norwich fixture, um, 12 at Watford, 13 at West Ham. 13 at Norwich, and then he's just got 19 there at Southampton. Of course, they've got Arsenal coming up, so you're not going to look into them, really. But They've got yeah. a double-double later on in the season, though. 36-37. Well, well, don't, no, no, don't talk about that yet, Steve. We need some content for the later podcast. How are you, Keep it on the low. But, yeah. Anyways, we'll move on from that. Um, I am Dan Henwood, who has guested on this podcast before. Thank you very much for that, Dan. We'll have to get you on at the end of the season to fill in some time between now, between the end of the season and the start of the season. But he asks a very broad question. Mm. And he asks, if you have any chips left, what do you do? So best thing to unleash the wild card, the free hit and the bench boost. Now, if people have been listening to the podcast and they've been taking our advice, which they probably shouldn't have, but if they did anyways, they are left with all three. Um, of course, this is team-dependent once again, isn't it? Uh, always when is. You want to use the, it always is team-dependent, of course, but when you want to use these specific chips as team-dependent even more so. Um, free hit looks good for us, but maybe if you're sitting there with five of the aforementioned sexy singlers and you're looking all right for doublers, then you might not want to do that. Just totally team dependent. I mean, I'll be wild, wild card and to set up for a bench boost has always been my plan this season and previous seasons. So unless you wild carded last week into a position you could bench boost this week, I'm going to guess that's not an option. Um, but free hitting in 36 or 37, I wouldn't put anyone off it if your team looked good now. Definitely. I agree with that. For me personally, free hit this game week, wild card 34, 35. Bench boost 36, and that's what I benchmarked probably about 10 game weeks ago. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, the wildcard in 34 and 35 is designed to set up for a bench boost in 37. So, although your, your team may not be looking absolutely hunky-dory in 35, you know that it's looking great in 37, pending no injuries. Yeah, and what I like about doing it in 34 is the teams that you would be moving to have all got a tasty fixture, albeit a single one. You look at Liverpool, they've got Everton at home. You look at City, they've got Watford at home. Um, And Spurs have got Brentford away and Chelsea have got West Ham at home. So decent fixtures there, even if you do wildcard a little bit earlier, ready for 36-37. Yeah, definitely be. I agree with you. And finally, long-term friend of the podcast, at Jory Talks MMA, 
He asks for the top three players on a wild card, and he sort of specified in his tweet that he didn't mean the obvious, as in Salah, Trent, etc. So, which players who are probably in that mid-price range or low-price range do you think look good for the run-in? You put us on the spot, yeah. Um, the three players I would go with would be Target, Son, and Madison. Yeah, I kind of go wrong with that. Obviously, Spurs have a doubler coming up as well, so that's good for Son, although it is Liverpool and Arsenal, but the fixtures around them are a sea of green. Target got a nice doubler this week. I think you've also got to be looking a little... If you really want to look too far in the future and you've got two games to play, uh, you've got a few chips to play as well. Yes, in 34 and 35, Everton play Liverpool and Chelsea, but then they've got two doubles back-to-back in 36 and 37, which may be crunch time for the season for them. So if you are Wildcon, you may want to work out that your transfers are going to be that later on. But if, it depends on how much you really want to attack them doublers. I mean, Chelsea, mm. double-double coming up. Villa, double-double coming up. So... It's going to be a hard one to earmark exact players you want in. You just need to go team dependent, I think. And if you're one of one of those that wants to attack the doublers, then go for it. But just be aware that in 34 and 35, you might get stung a little bit if you choose the wild card this week. Yeah, and who is the three that you would go for from all of that that you've just mentioned, Dan? I might just try and copy you and just say <laughs> Shaw. Bonds and Kane. <laughs> but yeah, but even even if you're looking at City, I mean, it's going to be hard to improve on what you've already got from City because they're so hard to predict. But like even like a Sterling, if you wanted to come off Salah, which some people are, Sterling's not a bad option. You know, you've got Brighton, Watford, Leeds, Newcastle is the next four. There's goals in that. If, if City, if Sterling's starting, which is going to be hard to predict because of the Champions League football, then it's not a yeah. bad option either. I wish you could predict who's going to get that third, or second and third spot in that Liverpool front three. Because if you could guarantee Jota or Diaz is going to play to move off Salah to a De Bruyne or Sterling and then get a Jota or a Diaz in to cover your Liverpool assets would be amazing, wouldn't it? It'd be absolutely but, perfect, mate. But you just cannot risk it and you, you've got to just think Salah's the safe and easy option and he loves playing Man United as we've seen at the start of the season. Yeah, and I do think there will be a lot of people who are coming off Salah just going straight to Jota. There's four, four and a half, five million banked, and you can just spend that money elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But I think the I think the the trick of this game week is the players who actually have nice doublers on a free hit aren't necessarily going to be expensive, so there will be money left over, which will tempt people into going for those single players. But we can only find out, mate, in a week's time. And how many premiums do you think you'll end up with? In your free hit, out of curiosity. Well, if we're talking about premiums in very expensive rather than premium defenders, I think I probably have two still, and they probably will be single players. Yeah, I think I might end up with three if I do bring in Ronaldo as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be... This, so you've, you've sort of like swayed me decision a little bit when you mentioned about the... Because really, what's the chances of Cancelo playing against Brighton if he's just played against Atletico Madrid we don't know it's going to mm-hmm. be a hard one it's going to be a very very hard one yeah, that's the beauty hard. that's the beauty of the beast and the beauty of FPL but it's also it's City Liverpool in the FA Cup at the weekend as well isn't it it is yes that's on Saturday evening I believe that's so another spanner mate another spanner it is I and that's off the back of that game isn't it they play on the Wednesday next week um, for the yeah. Premier League so 
I mean, the saving grace is City have got Watford at home after that. And Liverpool have Everton at home, which are considerably easier, I would say, than playing Brighton. So we just don't know, do we, at this point? No, and to be fair, and there's probably nothing you can take from Cancelo, for example, playing against Atletico Madrid and playing against Liverpool in the there's FA not. Cup because that's what we expect. Yeah, so and he plays he plays pretty much every take. game, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But he has been rested a couple of times this this season and Brighton seems like a good opportunity to do so. But I don't know. We'll come to that when I do my free hit draft, which I will post over at the Twitter page at George's FPL. If you are not following, go and follow that. Um, we're always looking for interactions on there and we always reply to DMs and messages. And I think we can just round that up there, Stephen. Yeah, I'm thankful that we got a few extra replies today. So a little bit more interaction during this podcast. It's been good. Yeah, and thank you everybody for listening and good luck for the game week. Best of luck this week, guys. Bye. Bye.